So I look at this and I go, okay, this is just a little creepy, a little bit weird, right? Considering that, oh, oh, there's hearts all over it. And it is definitely written by a female. I mean, it's, it's very feminine writing. So a girl of some sort figures out how to get into my apartment complex building, figures out where I live. Well, first and foremost, they figure out where I live. Then they figure out how to get in. And they had to write the note today because they wrote about the 100th episode. And I'm... You are now entering a new paradigm. So here is my issue. I wanted to find the answers to life's biggest questions. Things like, how do I become happy and live with purpose? How do I make more money doing what I love? And what does it mean to be truly successful in all areas of life? My name is Josh Forty, at Josh Forty on Instagram, and I ask life's biggest questions and share the answers with you. My goal is to help you find purpose, happiness, and open your mind to new realms of possibility by helping you think differently about everything you do, know, and understand. On this podcast, we think different, we dream bigger, and we live in a world without limits. This is a new paradigm. Welcome to the Think Different Theory. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Think Different Theory. My name is Josh Forty, and thank you so much for tuning in. You know, it's interesting. I don't know whether to call this a show or the program. I know I refer to them both on here. I'm like, is it the show or the program? Whatever it is, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it. Um, It's always interesting for me when I make podcast episodes, especially solo episodes, because we batch out content, and we batch it out pretty far. And uh, it's it's interesting because I always want to talk about what's happening right now, and I want to share everything with you in the moment. And keep updated. And I want to like share all these like things. And I'm like, ah, they're not going to hear it for like two or three weeks. And my mind's going to be on something completely different by then and uh, going to be out of it. But I guess that's the beauty of podcasting is I get to document everything and share it with you. But it's always, excuse me, it's always interesting uh, for me because I have to remember that. And I can't, you know, can't be like, get ready because tomorrow we're going to be doing blah. Well, like I like to do, I, I do a lot of Instagram stories, Facebook content, Facebook lives and whatnot. And I'm always saying now, tomorrow, you know, on Monday or whatever that is, but I can't do that on the podcast because I batch these things out sometimes even three or four weeks in advance. Um, and maybe not four weeks, but up to three weeks for sure in advance before we uh, release them. And so I got to just kind of like get back into the flow of anything. But anyhow, um, I am going to do something a little bit different on this podcast here today. I want to I want to start off with a segment that I'm going to call overrated, underrated, all right? Because let me tell you, I've had some crazy experiences happen today. In fact, one of them I'm, I'm going to share with you. Um, I had a creepy note left on my door. And if you follow me on Instagram, at Josh Forty, by the way, um, or on Facebook, you will know what I'm talking about. This happened. It was a Saturday night. Currently, it is Saturday, uh, August 3rd. So this one might be batched out a little bit sooner than two or three weeks. This one might be just next week, which would be awesome. Uh, but Saturday, thir- um, Saturday, August 3rd, and I go out, I go get dinner, and I come home, and I'm gone for, I don't know, maybe 30 minutes, at the 45 at the very most. But I, I can't even, I don't even think it was that long. I think it was about 30 minutes long. And it's nighttime. It was, I think, 10.30 or so when I left to go get it. I've been filming all day, working all day, uh, putting up the final touches on everything, very, very focused. And so I, I leave and I come back and there's a note hanging on my door. It is taped in an envelope and the envelope has my name written on it in cursive. It just says Josh. And uh, it's taped to my, to my door. And now sometimes the apartment complex will leave notes for everybody. So I looked around and I was like, okay, nobody else has it. And this is handwritten in cursive and it's like big. You can clearly tell it's like a letter or a note of some sort. 
And I grab it and I'm thinking, all right, like who left me a note? Like, what, you know, what do they say? Are they complaining because I'm being too loud and filming or the lights are on? I don't know. But some, you know, my mind's kind of racing with different things. But I open it up and it is a handwritten note for someone. I'm going to read it for you here in just a second, but it's a stalker. Like I literally legitimately have a stalker. I'm not like making this up. I have the note in my hand right now. I'm about to read it to you. But I want you to explain like where I live, first off, it's not really on a main road. I kind of like being off the path a little bit. I mean, if I'm in a big city, I'm going to want to live downtown. But when I'm out in the country, I don't I don't want tons of people around all the time. So I'm kind of tucked away, like just off the main road, like behind this hay field and not a main strip or drag of any sort. And then on top of that, I live on the second floor. And on top of that, in order to get into my building, you have to type in a password or have a, a like a physical key. So it's not like this person could just walk in and tape it to my door and then walk out. Like they either A, had to know the code, B, have a key, which both of those are pretty highly unlikely. I mean, I guess if they lived here, I guess. But um, anyway, one of those, or they literally had to wait until somebody opened the door for them, which would be weird because I was literally only gone for 30 minutes. But let me read you the note. It's going to bring some more context around this. Uh, legitimately, this is a note I got. So I open it up, I pull it out and it's like, it's been ripped out of like a notebook. I don't know. It's maybe like, I don't know, six or seven inches tall by four and a half, five inches wide. It's like one of those journals that has quotes in it and says, write down what inspires you, write down what you're thankful for, all that stuff. Here's what the note says. Dear Josh Forty, you have inspired me greatly. I want 10,000 followers on Insta. I wanted to give you this note as a token of gratitude to you as well as congratulate you on 100 episodes. And then they drew a little heart. I send all of my love and wish you well. I hope you don't mind that I found where you live at. I wanted to personally hand deliver. Another heart. Much love, XOXO, at, and then they put their Instagram username. But oh, it gets better. It's not just any Instagram username. Their Instagram username is at Josh40lover. You know, look it up on Instagram. They only have like two followers, so... And then they put that uh, they wanted to shout out on Instagram. And then they tell me that they're thank the three things that they're grateful for today are my 100th episode, my good fortune, and my nice apartment. So I look at this and I go, okay, this is just a little creepy, a little bit weird, right? Um, considering that, oh, oh, there's hearts all over it. And it is definitely written by a female. I mean, it's, it's very feminine writing. So a girl of some sort, figures out how to get into my apartment complex building, figures out where I live. Well, first and foremost, they figure out where I live. Then they figure out how to get in. And they had to write the note today because they wrote about the 100th episode. And I'm recording this on uh, Friday. Oh, I, I think I said it was Saturday. It's actually Friday. Friday, it's past midnight when I'm recording this. I'm recording late. Um, Friday when the 100th episode dropped. So it's all happening here today. I officially have a stalker. How weird is that? Super, super weird. Uh, I'm in Omaha, Nebraska, in the middle of nowhere. I don't know how they knew my apartment number. I have no idea how they knew where I live. I have no idea how they got in there. I have no idea who it is. And um, I DM them on Instagram. This is the best part, right? So I get on Instagram and I DM them because, duh, right? I want to know who they are. And so I'm, I, I send them a note and I'm like, who are you? And then I post on Instagram about it because obviously I share everything. And, you know, I'm sharing it with you guys. And so, you know, I go on there to all you guys. I'm sharing the story. And you probably saw my story if you follow me on Instagram at all. But I post it and then I'm looking at who's viewing my story and I'm like scrolling through the, all the people that view it and they are viewing my story 
as I'm talking about the note that they left, that account is. And so I DM them more. I DM them like seven times, try to get them to reply, and they haven't replied yet. I'll keep you posted if they ever reply. But uh, pretty crazy. So that happens. And the ironic part is that they're following. So they follow the 12 accounts that I follow, but they don't actually follow me with the account. So go figure, right? So I don't know who it is. Maybe it's a creepy stalker. Maybe it's someone that I know. I don't think it's anybody that I know because I called like every single one of my friends around this area. And I was like, was it you? And they're all like, no, that's super creepy and weird. So anyhow, crazy, crazy things happening. So I share that story with you to kind of give you a little bit of insight into my life and what goes down and all the crazy things that I experienced. Because truth be told, I'm not gonna lie to you. My life is kind of, I don't wanna say boring because I get to do so much cool stuff and I get to do basically whatever I want, which is kind of awesome, but it's kind of boring. And what I mean by that is I basically wake up and do the same thing every single day. I wake up, I drink some water, I brush my teeth, I go for a run, and then I start work. Reply to messages, post on social media, do more work. And I'm either working, sitting on phone calls, filming things, editing things. I don't really ever leave my apartment, hardly ever, uh, except to like go get food. That's literally when run. That's literally it. And so, uh, you know, people, they're, you know, whenever I go out, they're like, Josh, it'd be so awesome. Like, if I could follow you around for the day or Josh, like, I'd love to know, like, what you do on a daily, you know, what your day looks like. I'm like, guys, my life's pretty boring. I sit in an office in front of my Think Different Theory backdrop or in front of a whiteboard and I film all day long. But I do like to share when um, uh, exciting things happen like this to give you a little bit of insight into that. And I'm not complaining, by the way. I love my life. I think my life is awesome. And um, I wouldn't trade my life for almost anybody's life. I mean, I, I'm learning so much and it allows me to stay focused, which, by the way, let's talk about that real quick before I get on to overrated, underrated. Let's talk about focus real quick. It is amazing to me how many people do nothing on a daily basis and think that they're being busy both people that have jobs and people that don't have jobs, like entrepreneurs. And I bet you know what I'm talking about because quite frankly, I'm probably talking about you. People will work, quote, quote, for 10 hours a day. But in reality, if they really, really focused, they could do that in like three hours, what they get done in eight or 10 hours a day. And they get distracted by social media and they get distracted by emails and they get distracted. Actually, this is one that, I am terrible at, and I used to be so bad at this when I uh, went through kind of a transitionary phase where I would waste so much time because I would have like 13 tabs open in the name of multitasking, but literally the second, I'm sure you've done this, right? The second that one of the tabs, whatever tab, excuse me, whatever tab that I'm on, whether it's Facebook or ClickFunnels or I don't know, whatever one is that I'm, the second that it lags at all, like if it takes longer than one second to load, I immediately click into another tab and then it's like I forget what I was doing and I go down this other rabbit hole and an hour will go by and I'll be like, crap, I forgot that that's what I was trying to do. Or I will even go and I'll be like, oh, I gotta do that really, really quick. It's like a 30 second task and an hour will go by because I click the you know Google Drive and it takes three seconds to load instead of one second and I would you know lose my train of thought. So focus is absolutely crazy crucial. Like when you can learn how to focus, you can get so much done. And I would venture to say that the average person that probably works 40 to 50 hours a week for themselves really probably only does about 10 to 15, maybe 20 hours of work if they're lucky, if they were just to focus. And it's amazing to me how much more you could get done if you just focus. And when I turn off my phone and I'm not on social media, it gets so I get so much more done. And to be honest, I don't actually spend a lot of time on social media on my phone. 
I only really have the Instagram on my uh, app on my phone. I don't have Snapchat. I don't have Twitter. Um, I every now and then I'll download the Facebook app, but for the most part, I don't have it on there. So for me, it's like more on my desktop. And so just closing out those tabs, getting off social media for the day, I will get so much done. And that's, I mean, that's a pro tip right there. Seriously, like make a commitment to get off social media for like three straight days. Just try it. And if you're like, oh my gosh, I couldn't possibly go for posting for that long. Fine, hire a VA for three days or tell your assistant, if you don't have one, hire the VA. For three days, batch out the content, tell somebody else to post it, have your friend post it, your boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, business partner, find someone to post it, get off for three days, let your mind unwind from social and watch how much you will get done when you're not on social media. It's mind-blowing how much you will get done. And um, it takes a, a, an incredible amount of self-control. So anyway, a little pro tip there. All right, let's do th- this. This whole podcast episode has been just a little bit weird. It's been a little bit just off. Uh, not my typical stuff. I, I do want to know whether you like this one or not. So make sure to hit me up on the Instagram uh, DMs. I don't know what episode this is going to be, but whatever it says, like be like, Josh, I absolutely loved episode blank. The one where you talked about the creepy stalker that left you a note or that you hated it and that you didn't like this format. But let's dive into a new segment that we're going to call Overrated Underrated. All right. Uh, I got to prepare to be crucified here because these three that I have that are overrated, I just know that people are just going to just, yeah, they're not going to be happy with me. All right. Here we go. First overrated thing that I just truly, truly do not understand. Chipotle. Can we talk about how overrated Chipotle is? It's not even that good. First off, I not honestly, I'm not the best person to be making this judgment simply because I'm not really a fan of Mexican food, but I do know how to taste differences in food. And like Chipotle is like a wannabe authentic Mexican food that I would eat because I don't like Mexican food. So when I eat Mexican food, I sit down, I eat it and I go, oh, uh, this isn't that great because I don't like Mexican food. And then I sit down and eat Chipotle and I'm like, I could tolerate this, but it still sucks, which leads me to believe that it's not real Mexican food and it uh, is definitely, definitely overrated. I do not understand the craze around it. I don't understand why people like it. Um, I, I know some people like literally live for it. I'm sure there's Facebook groups and Instagram pages. In fact, I'm pretty sure there are Chipotle Instagram fan pages. In fact, let me, let me, I'm gonna pull this up here right now. Bear with me here. Chipotle chip. I don't even know how to spell it. Spell it. Chipotle. Or, wait, is it Chipotle or Chipotle? I don't even know how to spell it. Oh gosh, Chipotle. Chip, chip, Chipotle. I think that's what it is. Six hundred eighty-one thousand followers on there. There's some fan pages. Yeah, there are. Look at that. Eleven thousand. Chipotle bowl. Hashtag hashtag Chipotle bowl has eleven thousand posts on it on Instagram. What? Why? Chipotle has 1.6 million. So I'm telling you, I don't get the craze over it. Chipotle, you're overrated. Sorry, people crucify me. I want to know, overrated or underrated? Uh, you let me know in the comments. Actually, there's not comments on this. Leave a review. No, uh, hit me up on Instagram and let me know. Chipotle, overrated or underrated? Hit me in the DMs. I want to know. That's first. Second, Target. Now, before you go and freak out, because I know every mom and female and everybody's like, oh, how dare you? I said it, okay? Listen, I am a very practical person. I either like really good quality things or I like to go get the cheapest one. I think Walmart's a better deal than Target because here's the deal. One, anything that you can get at Target, non-clothes related, you can get at Walmart. Plus, you can actually get more at Walmart. Not only that, 
at Walmart, everything's cheaper. I feel like you just pay more for it, especially like food and stuff. You pay way more for it at Target. So that's first. And then second, why would you shop for clothes at Target? I don't know. Maybe that's like a thing. And, and maybe I'm just out of touch with reality or whatever, because I don't like I wear the same exact clothes every single day, but I just don't get it. I feel like Target is just an overpriced Walmart. That's not really that good. They have better shopping carts, I guess. I mean, they, they ride smoother and they have Starbucks in them. That's one thing that I've going for them. I do love my Starbucks. But my point is, is all in all, I think Walmart's cooler than Target. I understand that Target's better quality, but I don't understand why people shop there because you're paying more for it. And Walmart to me just seems cheaper, more efficient. You can get more stuff there in and out. Just my personal opinion. I think Target's overrated. Lastly, this one is going to ruffle some feathers. Okay. And it's hard for me to even say this because I don't mean to offend anybody by this. I'm not trying to degrade or put down anyone, but I genuinely do believe this. I think Instagram models are overrated. And not only do I think they're overrated, I just think that like there's literally no point. Like if you let me let me clarify this and and before you go attack me because I, once again I think I'm I feel like I'm just going to get just run over and crucified for these statements. But if you're a attractive woman, or a woman, congratulations, you are an attractive woman. And you probably struggle with self-esteem issue if you're putting pictures of, you know, your half-naked body on Instagram, but that's neither here nor there. Um, but unless you are contributing to society in some fashion more than just your good looks, I don't understand why you're posting on Instagram. Like, I'm trying to imagine myself as a model. Like, let's say I was ridiculously good looking. I was buff. I was ripped. I was in the gym all the time, whatever. I would have a really hard time just posting pictures of myself all day because I'm not contributing to making society better. Now, if you're a good looking girl, or a guy for that matter, I suppose. But if you're a good looking chick, right? And you've got uh, a passion for something, you want to start a clothing line, or you want to start a brand of some sort, or you want to, you know, sell a course on fitness and and eating healthy, or I don't know, you're in a network marketing company, and you want to sell product like, that's great. Why? Because you're contributing to society more than just your looks. And let's be real, your looks really don't contribute a whole lot to society except making you feel good stroking your ego. And Quite frankly, there are so many models on Instagram. I mean, like so many girls on there that have just hundreds of thousands, millions, even tens of millions of followers. And you know what that's doing to the self-esteem of little girls that are watching them? Like, sorry to get into like a super deep philosophical debate about like humanity and, and, you know, morals and ethics, but let's be real here. I think these things are way overrated because the little girls and little kids watching you are growing up thinking, man, if I'm not as hot as then I must, you know, I'm not going to be popular because the hotter the girl, the more likes. And we're all wrapped up in society, the likes, the views. Now, I want to be clear. If you are a good looking, attractive woman, great. You shouldn't feel guilty about that. I'm not body shaming you. I'm not saying that you should feel awful about yourself. I'm saying that whether you're hot or not, accept yourself for what it is. Push yourself, be in shape, work out. Like, don't be overweight. Be happy that you're not overweight. But also your good looks are not a contribution to society in any way. My two cents, my thoughts on it. And for all the dudes out there that are following uh, a bunch of girls that are posting half-naked pics, which it's soft porn. It just is, right? Like, I, I don't know how else to say it. I, I really do think that it's soft. A lot of these things are soft porn. Uh, shame on you, I guess. I mean, I, I guess once again, I'm not trying to shame anybody, but like, that's really not doing anything beneficial. Like, I'm trying to imagine, like, if I was, following these girls all the time, what that would be doing for me, like, I, I don't know. Like, find yourself a girl in real life 
that you think is hotter than any girl on Instagram and follow her. Like, I think I follow one girl on Instagram and it's my girlfriend. So, like, I don't know. She's pretty freaking hot to me. I mean, she's just freaking hot. So, but like, you know what I mean? Like, just like, look at reality. I think that Instagram models as a whole, if you're not contributing back to society, meaning you're not selling a course or a training or building a brand or putting out a positive message, if you're truly just doing it for your looks, I think it's overrated. All right, end rant. Whew, all right, I hope you guys like this session. I'm gonna move on real quick now, just for the sake of time. Um, I'm trying to keep these episodes a little bit shorter. We've been going long, long, long with them. But uh, I'm gonna move on to underrated things. But just to kind of recap where we're at so far, I'm not trying to bash anybody. I'm not saying that if you like Target, that, you know, well, you're probably wrong if you like Target. You're just wrong. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> or Chipotle. But I'm not saying that those things are bad. I'm just saying I don't get the craze about it. I don't get the craze about Target. I don't get the craze about Chipotle. And I do not understand why people think that just because you're hot, you're contributing to society. I don't think you are. All right, moving on. What a, what a crazy episode. Let me tell you. Okay, underrated things. This is true. I really believe these things. Ho, 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 ho. This is good. And some of you guys are going to hear this. And you're going to be like, yes, preach, because you're going to understand it on a very real level. First and foremost, priority status at the airport. For real, for real, can we talk about this for a second? It is the most amazing thing ever, especially through security lines. Now, I'm blessed because I live in Omaha, which has a relatively small airport. And the longest I think I've ever had to wait in line is like 45 minutes to an hour. And that's on a really bad day. Most of the time I'm in there, you know, 10, 15 minutes tops and I'm through security. But even that's too much waiting for me. And then waiting at the gate, oh, it's just awful. Um, but in every other airport that I go to, and I fly in Atlanta a lot, I fly through Chicago a lot, like you waiting in line at security. And it's just like, oh my gosh, an hour, sometimes two hours, you'll be waiting there on a super, super busy day or when it's traveling. They have this thing now called Clear. They had TSA pre-check, which was pretty awesome. But now they have this thing called Clear where you pay like 120 bucks. I think it's like 120 bucks a year or something like that. It's like not much, like 10 or 12 bucks a month, I think. Um, maybe it's like 20 bucks a month if you pay monthly. But you go, you get set up with them. They like scan your fingers and they scan your eyeballs and they basically go and you get to cut to the front of the line. It has like its own separate line for it and nobody's ever in it. Like I've never seen more than like two people in it at any location ever, maybe three or four. And you get to skip the whole thing. It's amazing. That's awesome. And then I've recently started flying due to the fact that I have an American Express card where I get tons and tons of points because we spend tens of thousands of dollars every month on Facebook ads or YouTube, you know, Facebook and ads. I pay, pay my employees on my credit card. I do everything on, on my American Express credit card. So I've got like over 100,000 points. And so I'm constantly upgrading. And I've been flying first class recently, which has been amazing um, for free most of the time, or at least free upgrades. And when you fly first class, you get sky priority boarding, which means you get to cut through the line as well. Not only when you board the plane, but also when you go through like the security and you just cut through to the beginning. I'm like, this is amazing. Priority at the airport, priority status is super, super underrated, especially if you travel a lot. If you don't travel a whole lot, you'd probably be like, Josh, okay, you're a psycho for wanting to pay, you know, an extra $100 because of blah. But I'm telling you, when you travel as much as I do, priority status is awesome. Next thing that I think is incredibly underrated, underrated is I, I personally think that meditation is underrated. You're like, Josh, what are you talking about? Meditation? Yes, meditation. Let me explain. Um, I used to believe that law of attraction manifestation was crap. And many people listening right now may think that. You might be like, uh, yeah, I don't believe in that type of stuff. Hard work. Now, 
meditation without hard work, manifestation without hard work, crap, you've got to do the work as well. But when it comes to creating focus, reducing stress, and really actually just being healthy overall and being in touch with reality, I think meditation is an amazing thing. And when you actually understand what meditation does for your body and for your mind and how it works, it's actually awesome. And if you can learn how to do it well, it creates focus, it will reduce stress, it will allow you to really get a clear understanding of what you're wanting to do, create clarity, and just overall make you feel better. And you know, doing it for like 10 or 15, even 20 minutes at a time uh, every day, it really can change your life, especially your day-to-day life. I'm not saying that if you meditate, you're going to have massively amazing breakthroughs. Um, I think you really have to know what you're doing for that. But just 20 minutes a day or even 10 minutes a day of just meditating and doing nothing, not with some meditation app uh, or not. I mean, you can use those, I guess, but just, just being quiet. And I think the thing that's so hard for people, and I know this is ridiculously hard for me at times, we live in this world of just Fast-paced, loud, action now, notifications. We have to be hearing, doing, seeing something. We don't actually ever just sit in silence. Like, I want you to think about this. When is the last time you sat in complete silence? No phone, no music, no radio, no car noise, no talking with friends, nothing. Just silent. No looking at a screen. Just sat there and did absolutely nothing for any extended period of time. It's probably been a very long time for most people. At least I know it was for me. And you think about that, your mind never actually gets the ability to shut off unless you're sleeping. But sometimes it would be nice to just go and let your mind rest while you're awake and really be able to think about the things that it needs to think about and process what it needs to process and really create clarity around things rather than constantly having to take in new information all the time, always. And you do this for years and years and years and years. I mean, before I started meditating, it was like four or five years probably since I had put down my phone. Like I always, always, always had my phone in my hand, always. And you think about that, what that's doing. You roll over in bed. The first thing you do is you grab your phone. Uh, When you go to sleep, the last thing you do, you put your phone on the charger and fall asleep. Or you have the TV on and you fall asleep. Like that's just so crazy and so bad for you. And I think meditation really, really helps with that. I think it's incredibly underrated. And some people are gonna be like, Josh, how is it underrated? I think like meditation is one of the most amazing things ever. I do it all the time. Good for you. But for the average person, I don't think you understand how much meditation meditation can actually change your day-to-day life. Just my two thoughts. Last but not least, meditation, or I'm sorry, last but not least, in the underrated category, and this one you're going to be like, this next one you're going to think is weird, but it's true. I think that a good pair of running shoes is underrated. You're like, Josh, what are you talking about? Well, recently I started this challenge and, uh, Actually, I'm going to kind of end the podcast on this note, talking about this particular topic of committing to something and and fitness and exercise. But I recently started this challenge. It's actually uh, 14 days ago. Um, tomorrow, I think is I, th- I think tomorrow makes for actually I think maybe t- today's 14 days. I'll have to look. But a friend of mine named Jr. hit me up on Instagram because he saw that I was running now, and I had run for three days straight, and I was just running like a mile. I was trying to get out and run every single day because uh, I was exploring the dark parts of my mind and, and realizing that I had to have power over things. In fact, uh, a couple weeks ago, we did an episode about this, um, but actually, I might have been leaving last week. Gosh, I'm losing track of time. Everything's rumbling together. Anyway, we talked about this recently, and I realized that you know I need to really control my exercise, and I want to start running every single day. And I have several different pairs of shoes. I usually wear flip-flops. Flip-flops are, you know, more my style, if you know me at all. 
But uh, I started running. And so JR sees this. He hits me up and he goes, um, you know, Josh, you should join the 75 hard. Now, if you don't know what the 75 hard is, really quick recap. Another famous podcaster, uh, Andy Frazellas or Frazella. I think it's Frazella. Uh, Andy Frazella did this challenge. He issued this challenge to everybody. So thousands and thousands and thousands of people are doing it. Where for 75 straight days, you work out twice a day. You drink a gallon of water every single day. You read at least 10 pages, I think it is, every single day. And um, you stick to a diet. And you post a, like an accountability pick. And so I was like, all right, well, yeah, dude, I can do that. So I started doing this. And let me tell you, working out every day is not inherently that difficult. Doing it twice really has been challenging. All that said, I have started running. And it's been a, over two weeks, about two and a half weeks now since I started running, just over two weeks since I did this challenge. And I have several different pairs of shoes. And I've noticed that there's one particular pair of shoes that I own from Under Armour that is specifically designed for running. Why I bought these shoes in the first place, I don't actually know, but I have them and they were nice. I think they were like, maybe like 200 bucks. So nothing too crazy, 180 bucks, something like that. But they're specifically designed for running. And when I run in those shoes, my feet are way more comfortable. And when I get done running, my feet hurt significantly less. And it's always interesting to me when I run in any other pair or I work out in any other pair of shoes, how much more my feet hurt and ache when I'm not wearing my specific pair of running shoes. And so um, I'm not saying that if you don't have a pair of those, that that's an excuse not to run and work out. But when you really commit to something, investing in a good pair of running shoes or something that's specifically designed for that really could make a difference. And I would have never guessed that, but I've experienced that in my own life. And I think that they are underrated. Now, why do I end on that note and um, kind of let's tie this all together? Specifically when it comes to exercise and when it comes to running. Like I said, recently I started to run every single day. And the reason I did that was because I faced these hard challenges in my mind and I made a decision that I'm gonna run every single day no matter what that takes. And there have been days when I've gotten, it's 11 o'clock at night and I'll forget, oh, crap, I haven't run yet and I'll go out for a run and I'll well, run, run, run and I'll do it. The other night I had to do it and I had to run twice as long because I punished myself. I was like, oh, you forgot? Well, you're gonna run twice as long. I didn't miss a day. I just forgot to, to run until late. But I used to hate running and I still don't particularly enjoy running per se, but I really used to despise it. Like there was no way that I was gonna be able to stick to a schedule of running consistently. When I flipped my mindset and instead of said things like, I hate running, gosh, I can't stand running, uh, running sucks. When I flipped that, and instead, I made it a challenge, and I committed to doing it, and I kind of challenged myself, and I said, Josh, how many days consistently in a row can you do this? Now, if you know me, I don't like losing, and I never back down from a challenge. So instead of being like, I'm going to run every day, what did I do? I was like, no, I'm going to make this a challenge. And I challenged myself. I said, Josh, how many days in a row consistently can you run? And I haven't missed a day since. It's been 17 straight days or 18 straight days or something like that um, where I've run every single day. And it's because I made it a challenge. I made this mental choice in my head. And when you do that, when you just make that mental choice, it is amazing what you're capable of doing. But most of us never actually go and make this mental choice. And you know what I'm talking about. When you mentally just decide like, there, it, this is not an option. I'm going to do this. Like, for example, when you worked a nine to five, you didn't give yourself a choice on whether or not you were going to go to work every day. You just did. There was no choice. You had to get a, like, you had to get a paycheck. You had to show up for work or, you know, think, think back of the last thing that you've done in your life 
whether that was, you know, making a decision that you were going to get ice cream or making a decision that, you know, every single day you were going to, I don't know, drink a glass of chocolate milk at the end of each day. Like you just made that decision. You know what I'm talking about? There's this mental switch in your head where you just have decided that it is no longer an option. It is what you're going to do. That is what I did. I just said, you know what? No choices. This is what's going to happen. And what really helped me stick through that and really helped make that real was making a public declaration of that. And I did that on social media. Um, and I'm thankful for JR for actually reaching out and challenging me to do that because I did. I put it out on social media and every single day I posted a picture of me running and um, the running shoes have really helped you know, keep my feet from aching and soaring. But it is amazing to me how much you can accomplish when you truly, truly put your mind to something. So anyway, that's gonna do it for today's episode. Totally a random one, I know, but I wanted to change things up a little bit. I wanted to see what type of content you guys like, what kind of content you don't like. Um, maybe you don't like it as deep all the time. Maybe you do like these light, lighter hearted episodes a little bit where you get to know me a little bit more, get to know my creepy uh, stalker stories when people you know stalking me and leaving notes on my door and figuring out where I live. Um, but, uh, let me know, hit me up in the Instagram DM. Let me know whether you liked this episode or you didn't like this episode, um, whether we should be doing a overrated underrated. And if this catches on, I don't know, maybe if you guys like this, we can make it a thing and we'll do it like once a week or once a month, we could do underrated overrated. You guys could submit stuff and we could take polls and, uh, do an underrated overrated, uh, with everything. So anyway, that's going to do it here. I implore you guys to just go out there and just make that mental decision of whatever it is that you're trying to do. Don't give yourself an option. I've said it before on this podcast. I said it in Mindshift Playbook, which if you don't have Mindshift Playbook, get it, Mindshift Playbook, or thinkdifferenttheory.com slash playbook. But I've said it before on the podcast. I've said it in the Mindshift Playbook. Don't try to commit to too many things at once. One thing at a time if you have to. Two things at a time if you have to. However many you can do. If the only thing that you can do every day is just one thing, if, if that's all you can accomplish, then just do that one thing and commit every single day to doing one thing and making it a habit. Do it for 21 straight days and then add another one and then add another one after 21 more days. Because here's the thing, there's two types of people. There's the type of people that are gonna go out there and they're gonna try to do five things and they're gonna fail. Five more things that they're gonna fail. Five more things they're gonna fail. And they're gonna try and they're gonna be able to do it for a day or two and then they're gonna fall off. And then a month is gonna go by, six months is gonna go by, a year is gonna go by and they're gonna have accomplished exactly zero things in their life. They're gonna change zero things. They're gonna have zero new habits because they try to do too much. And then there can be you or the other person that's gonna go out there and say, all right, Instead of trying to change five things, I'm gonna to try to change one. And I'm gonna to try to change one for the next three weeks. And then three weeks is gonna go by and then you're gonna be able to add another one. And then six weeks and then another one. And then nine weeks and then another one. And then 10 weeks or then 12 weeks and then another one. 12 weeks in, all of a sudden you're gonna have three or four new, brand new habits that you didn't have before in three months. Think about that. Think about in 12 weeks from right now, which is approximately three months, if you had three or four new habits that you didn't have right now only because you focused on one thing every day for three weeks straight and then added something else rather than trying to do all five things at once. It would completely and entirely change your life, would it not? Exactly. I'm gonna leave you with that thought. All right, guys, as always, hustle, hustle, God bless. Do not be afraid to think different because those of us that think different are the ones that change the world. I love you all and I will see you on the next podcast episode. Hit me up on Instagram and let me know whether you liked it or not. Take it easy, fam. Peace. 
Yo, what's up, guys? You've been listening to the Think Different Theory with myself, Josh Forty, which I like to call a new paradigm of thinking. And real quick, I got a question for you. Did you like this episode? If you did, I want to ask a huge favor. See, the biggest thing that helps this podcast grow and that will spread this message of positivity and making the world a better place is if you leave a review, a rating, and subscribe to the podcast. What that does is it basically tells the platforms that this is out on that you like my stuff and that I'm doing something right. So if you could take like three seconds out of your day and subscribe, leave a rating and a review, I would be forever grateful for you. Also, I want to hear from you. I want to know your feedback, your ideas and your questions for future episodes. So be sure to hit me up on Instagram in the DM at Josh 40 or via email contact at thinkdifferenttheory.com.